Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hello, hello. It's Wednesday and welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm Carlene Higgins and I'm here with my darling work wife and co-host. It's Jill Dunn. Hey, everybody. And hey, Carlene. We, of course, are two beauty editors turned beauty podcasters, bringing you the breakthrough people, products and moments in beauty every single week. When our show actually started, all we did was talk to founders. We've evolved since then, but we're excited to be sharing an epic founder story today. And that's in partnership with our friends at Symbiotica. Yes. And you've probably seen the supplement brand everywhere, all over Instagram. Like, I mean, I remember seeing it when it first popped up a few years ago and it was like all the cool LA girls were using Symbiotica. And I was mm. like instantly intrigued. Plus, it just looked extremely easy to use. And I'm all about that. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, we've been talking about our wellness journeys and for me, my gut journey here on the show a lot. So I think this is part of us branching out a little bit more into wellness. And we all know that, you know, beauty from within is important. And when it comes to supplements, just speaking for myself personally, you know, a lot of the brands and branding out there have been kind of like hard body and then you know, it's it's evolved and it's way more elegant now. And so I'm excited to be introducing everyone to Symbiotica because I like these little individual pouches. It's almost like a syrup inside. Yeah. So you can just like there's a vitamin C one. You can just suck it back on a plane or whatever. Yes. And they have a this green one, this chlorophyll one. That, yeah. You mix that into your water. And because it's not powder, You don't get any of the like clogging in it that happens. That can be kind of gross, but you know, so I just think that in terms of the product itself, it's so much more accessible and I've kind of fallen in love with that. So I I feel like our listeners are going to be into it. Yeah, it's lazy slash busy approved. Approved. You know, so today we are speaking with the co-founder and COO of Symbiotica. That's Dorana Elmi. And honestly, she's the mastermind behind the brand skyrocketing growth. In the last four years, revenue has increased like 4,000 percent like 
say what during a pandemic. I think that is really incredible. I think it was valued most recently at 250 million, this company. And Durana had a background in telecom and she and her husband started this company together. So it's one of these like power couple situations. And they actually started a few businesses before and then came into Symbiotica. And it's just absolutely taken off. Durana also, she's really here for like women supporting women yeah. and mentoring and supporting fellow women through philanthropy. So she founded a nonprofit called Helping Hands for Afghans back in 2021 to help women, children and refugees from Afghanistan. So I think you guys are going to love hearing from her about we haven't had kind of one of these almost like TED talkers who are all about helping women in business yeah. with their tips. You and I have spoken to so many founders over the six years of doing our podcast. And what makes a really great conversation oftentimes is when people do get vulnerable. And Durana definitely mm -hmm. shares some personal hardships that she has faced that have helped her be resilient and find the path to where she is today. So I really was inspired by that. Absolutely. And we also get her supplement routine her daily supplement routine, because if you go to Symbiotica's website, they have a broad range of products. It's not just the usual like, here's a protein shake, here's a vitamin C, here's a green drink. It's like they have so many different elements and certain ingredients I had not heard of. Right. So I found it fascinating to hear the things that she takes every single day especially as a busy mom. I feel like every mom is like, how can I look my look and feel my best, but not spend a lot of time mm -hmm. necessarily doing it. So she gives us some good tips on that front and make sure that you stay tuned until the end for a very special rapid fire boss edition where Durana is going to share what to do and what not to do in a job interview, how to nail a cover letter. Yes, those are still a thing. And the one thing that's a big no, no at the office in her opinions, so here she is. Welcome, Durana Elmi. So welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast, Durana. We're so excited to have you on our show. We want to go way back. We want to rewind to before Symbiotica was just crushing it the way they are right now. Tell us about, you know, mini Durana. And what made your family decide to leave Afghanistan and move to the United States? Yes. Well, first, I have to say, I love how you say Afghanistan. It's I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> it's No, it's really beautiful. It's a very authentic way of saying it, Afghanistan. Uh, so I applaud okay. you for knowing how to pronounce that. Thank you. So I, I love this. You want to know the story about Mini Durana and what brings me mm -hmm. here? Mm -hmm. um, so I was born in Afghanistan. I left there when I was six months and my parents left because Afghanistan was going through a war with the Soviet Union and my family had the means to leave the country and they wanted to provide my brother and I a better life and what a better place to be than the United States of America where everyone has an opportunity to blossom and build a life for themselves. So that brought us here to America. I have mm -hmm. not been back to Afghanistan, unfortunately, due to all that's gone on there. But mm -hmm. I have an immense amount of love for my culture, the people. And oftentimes in interviews, I'm asked, you're very, you're American. I mean, you left there when I was, you're six months. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I consider myself to be Afghan American and mm. very Americanized, but I never want to forget where I've come from. Mm -hmm. Because part of what 
drives me today and really inspires me is knowing where I'm from. And I have an, I have a deep love for women. And that comes and I'm reminded every day of how fortunate that we are living here in America. And mm-hmm. the fact that we have endless opportunities to make the choices that we want to make to live a life where we're in control versus in Afghanistan, the women have their rights stripped from them. Mm-hmm. So then you look at what's going on in Iran. So mm-hmm. I, I'm grateful to be here and I'm inspired by the resilience of the women in the Middle East and women around the world. Now, what's something that people may not know about Afghani culture? I know that in California and L.A., there is a lot of Afghani influence and great sense of community there. Yeah. When people think of Afghanistan, they they quite often think of like the Taliban. And it's really sad because Afghanistan is a, a very beautiful place. In the 70s, my mother would tell me how people would, it was almost like the Dubai of its time. Mm-hmm. It was very modern and people from Iran and Turkey and Saudi would come to Afghanistan to have their vacations. So mm-hmm. it's sad to see how much, how backwards the country has gone because of such a fundamental regime. Mm-hmm. But Afghanistan and the culture, there is just so much color and light. First and foremost, food is like our love language to people. Our culture is all about overfeeding everyone. And <laughs> respect is very important. Treating your, your elders with respect, treating the people around you. Family is a very special bond. So as you alluded to earlier, community is very important for us. Mm-hmm. And there's beautiful music that comes out of Afghanistan. And one of the cultural things is like Eid, where it's like the Middle Eastern Christmas, per se, mm-hmm. where the elders give the youngsters money. And you're supposed to wear like a new outfit and you go from one family member family members home to the other and you just have food and you have tea so it's just a way to kind of bring you closer to your family and have a beautiful moment in memory with them mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things like that I mean it I always say to make an Afghan dish you've got to be really prepared to like pull back your hair put it in a bun because <laughs> you're frying onions and garlic yeah and when my mom comes over and cooks I'm like mom I just washed my hair and she's like gosh like in the kitchen with me. but there's a lot of love that's put into the Afghan food. And if you've ever had Afghan food, it's quite delicious. And I'm not just saying that because I'm Afghan, but there's so many flavors that we've taken from India. Yeah. Humerics and so many different spices. And as a result, the food is absolutely delicious. Nothing is easy to make. It takes hours and hours. So anytime I have Afghan food, I'm like, who made this? And I have immense gratitude for the amount of time and effort that they've put into making that dish. Yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, that's the great thing about food. I think it brings people together and the longer it takes to make, the better it tastes. I believe that. And I think, you know, just touching on something you said there is I think a lot of people have that kind of moment where they have even parents who are first immigration. So it's like maybe they didn't come from that country, but there's that a little bit of like that push and pull where it's like I'm American, but I'm still part of that culture. I think a lot of people can relate to that. What would you say, was there something about the way that you grew up that has inspired your approach to health and wellness and symbiotica and where you are today, like a a memory or just something in particular? My father was very strict growing up, so I had a very tough life with that push and pull between the Afghan culture and the American culture. And having such a strict father 
it was a kind of a dark time actually growing up because I was very Americanized and I wanted to do everything that all my American friends did, which was go out on the weekends, go to the school dances. But my father was so strict that I wasn't able to really engage in any of those things. I had to stay home every weekend. I had to be home before the streetlights came on. And I had a hard time really understanding why my father was that way. So I spent a lot of time with myself and I learned what self-love was. And self-love was like how you treat yourself, how you speak to yourself, the foods that you put into your body. So I've always had an immense love for health and wellness because that's like when I spend so much time in my room reflecting on like why I'm sad, why I'm hurt because of like my dad's behavior and how my dad would make me feel. Self-love was what got me through my dark times. And Symbiotica is a big passion of my husband's and I, and we also have a business partner by the name of Shervin, and he has an incredible science background that makes him an expert within our products. And so it's a really unique marriage between the three of us and how we've been able to build this business and company. And all three of us are very, very passionate about giving back. And my husband and I have had four companies prior to this. So we've done our part in terms of making money and we've had the corporate background and experience. And this is really our passion project. And let's build a company where we have 100% control over the culture. And then most importantly, we're giving back and having two daughters today. My daughter Yasmin is 10. My daughter Ariana is eight and a half. And both of them, the 10-year-old's going on to 40. The (laughs) 10-year-old is going on to 30. Having two daughters, I really want to exemplify for them what mom, like exemplify what it is to be a woman and show them that as a woman, mom can operate and own a business. Mom could be a mommy. Mom could be a wife. Mom could still be attractive and take care of herself. And I love that my daughters today really understand what I do. And the story that I want them to sleep at nights with is that mommy and daddy help people. And I think that's a really profound story for them. And the one thing that I hope that people get out of my story and me speaking. And that's the reason why today I decided to come on podcasts and share my story and be so vulnerable is things happen in life. You narrate the story of what happens in your life. So be the illustrator that overcomes any challenge, any hardship, and don't allow your challenges to define who you are. Overcome it and, you know, be the the Picasso behind the painting of your life. And that's what I hope people get from my story is that I was told growing up that I would never be successful. And so today, you know, it's kind of like the jokes on you, dad, because I'm, you know, running a multi-million dollar business. And I hope that a lot of young women who are going through something, I hope they're reminded that no one can break you except yourself and take every single challenge and obstacle and hardship that you've gone through and welcome that adversity to to who you are going to be and who you want to be and how you want to show up to the world and those around you. So let's just backtrack a little bit. What led you to start Symbiotica? What was the, you know, why did it need to be here in the world and what made it different than anything else that was out there? Great question. So my husband and I both worked in corporate America. I started my career at T-Mobile and took a year off of work, which I thought was going to be a year to start a family. And during that year that I took time off, I was recruited by AT&T and my husband was working there at the time. 
So I decided to join him on the AT&T side. After gosh, over eight plus years of corporate America, we've built incredible mentors along the way. And the one thing that our mentors have taught us and have guided us to do was just always be happy and do something you're passionate about. And you don't necessarily have complete control over that when you're working in corporate America. And having my second daughter working in corporate America, the one thing we realized is that we didn't have time, time mm. to spend with them. We didn't have time to watch their first steps, their first words. We were constantly traveling and we wanted time back. So we decided to take a chance on ourselves. We both resigned within the same week and wow. we were both very, very big executives. So that was kind of a shock to the company. Hmm. But we felt that we had really learned a lot. We've had the same mentors that were in our lives then, still in our lives today, who helped us believe in ourselves and kind of guided the way. What we did at AT&T is we worked with a lot of what they call independent dealers. So someone that owns their own store. So we learned the back end of how to be an operator because we would help these operators operate their businesses. And then on the corporate side, we learn processes and, you know, you learn how to execute and develop standard operating procedures. Sorry, I was going to say SOP, but a lot of people may not know what that is. (laughs) So we kind of learned, we kind of learned the business side of things working in corporate America. And then we learned how to own and operate a business working with the operators. Once we got a taste of entrepreneurship, we loved it. Yeah. This is fun. And uh, I will also say that my husband and I have been married for 23 years. So we have, over these 23 years, have really taken the time to have gotten to know one another. In other words, like he knows my strengths. I know his. He knows my areas of opportunities or weaknesses, if you'd say. And and we're very much a yin and yang. So the things that he's really great at, I'm not. So he's like the finance guy, but I love operations. I love culture. I love people. I'm like really organized. I like to get into like the details of how do, how can we execute something? I'm like, I love to be the visionary. So we just started getting involved with different businesses. We had a lot of friends that would approach us and say, Hey, we learned that you guys like really know how to scale businesses. We'd love for you Mm. to get involved with our business. And then the, the start of Symbiotica was actually my husband's best friend, which is our business partner, they were high school good friends. His name is Sherveen, as I mentioned earlier. He approached my husband and has an immense amount of love for products and formulating what's not out there in the marketplace. So when he approached us, we were already entrepreneurs. And he said, look, I would love to get involved and have this company with you guys because you guys know the business side of things. You guys know how to scale a business. And I want to be more on the science side of things. And formulations and bringing products to life. And when we took a step back and tried to really understand the competitive landscape, we realized that there really was no competition because a lot of the companies that are out there, their products have synthetics, fillers, they're not transparent with their customers in terms of how the products are being made, where they're coming from, how the raws are being sourced. So we identified that there was a gap out there in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And so we sold all of our cell phone stores and we decided to 110% come all in with Symbiotica and the the footprint or like the cloth that my husband and I are made of. We always like to think outside of ourselves and give back. I do a lot of work for Afghanistan. I've built three schools there. So this was in me, for me, like, this is amazing because number one, 
it's what we love to do, build and scale companies and operate them. And then number two, we're doing something that's going to help people live healthier, longer lives for the people that they love. And our motto here at Symbiotica is live with intention. So for me, I feel like every decision we make is very intentional and we're living with intention by really providing a product that supports the lack of nutrition in the modern diet today. And we always focus on the bestseller around here at Breaking Beauty. So which one is it? If if there's like one sort of gateway supplement, is it it's the orange one, is it not? Or vitamin C. Yeah, is it the vitamin C? I've got one right here. And I took a super greens already today. Oh nice. <laughs> I poured it into water and it tastes like orange juice for me. Yeah. I'm it gonna does. try that. I'm gonna try that because what I've been doing is I've just been sucking them back. Right. Because you can just snip it. And so, guys, you guys listening, it's almost like a syrup inside. Yes. So and and that's what I love. I, I'm i also taking the green one, the chlorophyll. Yes. That's and so good. I have to tell the world because I love the little packets that you can travel with it. But it's really nice that it's not a powder because yes. the powder ones, you will shake them until your face turns blue and it never really fully dissolves. So you get these big clumps. And it's not nice. So I love the fact that there are actually this these syrups. So but tell us why are people so hooked on the vitamin C? Is it is it an immune system for when you have a cold or what's why are people loving it? Vitamin C for me is like beauty from within. So number mm-hmm. one, it's incredibly good for you. Number two, I mean, collagen, skin elasticity. So you feel and see the benefits. Like when I take my vitamin C, I, I like my coffee. It gives me so much energy. Yeah, I know our listeners already know vitamin C for the topically on the skin is something we talk about a lot around here. But I love the idea of this beauty with from within. And I'm definitely getting much more into that. We're going to ask you about how your brand just completely took off. But first, we're going to pause and find out what what else do you use? You talked about enhancing beauty from within. Like what else is part of your daily routine? So I feel like your supplement routine has to complement your lifestyle if right. you want to be consistent with it. So for me, I have my super greens, which I love. And that for me, the super green really just, it's an amazing product that you can put in your juice in the morning. So I actually make a green juice. It's like spinach. It's got fresh ginger, fresh turmeric. I put one orange in there, one banana. And so I put my super greens in that. So I start my day with my super greens. And sorry to interrupt. You were saying you go to the gym. Do you do this before the gym or after the gym? So I make it in the morning. I do my gym and I do like a fasting hit workout. And then I break my fast with my super greens. Okay. Yeah. And then I come into the office and I have my vitamin C, as you saw with like, I mix it with water. So it Mm -hmm. kind of dilutes it. I have my vitamin C. I love NMN. I have that with my lunch and that's, you know, an anti-aging property right by itself. And then I love glutathione. So those are like my four beauty go-to products. Symbiotica as a brand, it's like a bit of a baby. Like it's only been around for four years, but I do feel like I see it everywhere. And the sales have skyrocketed. I saw, I read a figure that it was like by 4,000%, like the revenue has increased and the company experienced $40 million in revenue with a valuation of 250 million, which is incredible. So what do you attribute the success to? Is it possible to pin it down to one essential point of differentiation or what do you think? The first thing that comes to my mind is our team. I attribute that 100% to the team that we have here. We have an incredibly dedicated 
group of talented individuals that show up to, to work every single day with a lot of passion and purpose. And they're very intentional about their work that, or their craft, whatever it is that they're working on. But as a company, first, I would say our team. And then secondly, the infrastructure that we built is what mm-hmm. you know, we are a supplement company, a lifestyle brand, but really it's a tech company. The way we make our products is through our technology. Then we have internal tech and external tech. External tech is the technology in which how our products are made, liposomal technology. And then the internal tech is the the experience that our customers have when they come onto our website. We created our own custom bundling platform, which, you know, we wrote the code to that and no one, no one had that. If you go to a lot of other companies today, they've kind of got pre-made bundles for you. But for Mm -hmm. us, we don't believe that that's works. That works for everyone, right? It's not a, a cookie cutter where, so we want people to identify where the gaps are in their health and their nutrition and be able to create their own bundle. So as the company has been profitable over the years, we've invested that money back into the company by building infrastructure, by developing teams. To give you an example of this is most companies have their customer service offshores because there's a lot of cost savings associated to that. Well, we have our customer experience team here in-house. And the reason why is because we want to be a part of the experience from the moment that our community receives their products. We've also brought in our facilities. So most companies use a third-party logistics company to ship out your products. But for us, in order for this to be an overall great experience, we want to make sure that when you order whatever it is, your six products that you actually receive those six products. They're the right products. So we've brought our warehouse in-house here. So we've got a facility that's about 20,000 square feet and we do all of our own shipping and fulfillment. So that's the second thing. And then the third thing is we constantly are improving our tech on the back end. So there's a lot of things that a consumer a consumer comes on the site. We want to ensure that they have a good experience. We've got that pop-up quiz that we've put a lot of technology behind to help direct our customers to finding the right products for them. And then we've also developed all of our teams here in terms of our marketing team, our IT team, content, graphic design. So again, most companies outsource this because it's a lot a lot cheaper to do. But what we've decided to do is really invest in the brand, invest in what we're doing and bring all that here in-house. Yeah. I love that. That's kind of like a hybrid model where it's like you operate like a small business, Mm -hmm. but on a large scale, you know, which is, which is quite incredible. So, so there's all that accountability right in-house. I noticed that Symbiotica has been awarded Fortune's Great Place to Work. And honestly, kudos to you for that, because in the last four years, there has been almost a crisis within many industries where people don't want to go to work in real life. You know, we've just started adapting to working from home and to have a culture where you've been given that award. How have you set the tone so people want to go to work in real life? So for us, when we built this office, one of the things that I thought about is how can we create an environment where people want to show up to work? And when they show up, the mm-hmm. environment, their surrounding, make them feel good. So mm-hmm. if you're ever in Southern California, our office is located in San Diego. I'd love for you guys to stop by so that you can understand this. But I've designed the office. It's a, it's a very open, it's an open space. So no one's mm-hmm. in cubicles. 
the surrounding of the office is all glass and you see through just a, a bunch of greenery that's in the landscaping around our office. And then the inside of the office looks like a sexy jungle. So there's greenery <laughs> everywhere. We've created an environment where there are several things that have to do with our culture. Number one is on Fridays, we provide lunch to everyone and we call it family lunch day. So everyone's got to stop working. We've got to come together as a family and we have lunch together. So that's one thing that people love because mm -hmm. it gives them, and I always say I can justify the cost if we can all get to know each other 1% more than we knew each other last week. Yeah. That's so great. I love that because it creates an environment where people become friends and it's mm -hmm. like, oh, you just learn, you know, interest of your counterparts. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of the gals here that go to bar classes together. Uh, mm -hmm. This team is really amazing, but they, you know, they're like on a softball team together. They've created a softball team. So I love the fact that they've got synergy outside of work. The yeah. other thing that, that I do that I love is part of the culture. We've got a meditation room here at the office. Nice. And I feel that in any line of work, and that's why it's called work, there's a time where everyone needs an opportunity and a space where they can go and reset. So we've created that space for them where they go into the meditation room. We've got a waterfall. We've got the lights up, up above it. You feel like, you know, you're under the stars and we've got lounge chairs and spa music. So we give our team an opportunity to reset when needed. And then to continue to some of the other things that we do that help our culture here where you want to show up and it becomes the best place to work is we provide personal training for all of our employees. So you have the opportunity to go work out one-on-one -on -one with a trainer, either before work or after work. Oh, nice. Wow. And I truly believe that if you feel your best, you can perform your best and be your best to those around you. And then, sorry, I would like to just add on to other things. I think what makes a culture and a company successful is that they have to know that the leaders and operators of the business really care. So for me personally, what I do is twice a month, my executive assistant will select someone randomly and I will have lunch with them one-on-one -on -one, and it's an hour lunch. And in the beginning, that was like very scary. It's like, Devon is on my calendar for lunch. What does this mean? <laughs> and after that first one, they realized that it's not a scary thing because I don't talk about work and I just want to get to know you. I want to know like how you're doing. I want to know how's your family. Do you have children? How are they doing? How are your pets? And it's my one-on-one -on -one opportunity to really get to know my employees in a very authentic way. And we typically will sit in the lounge or we'll step outside of the office. And I think that's very important in a company because people need to know that you're authentic mm -hmm. and they need to know that you care. And when they know that you care, it, it puts that onus back on them for them to care. Right. That, that love and that respect is there in this company. I love that all of these ideas are very creative. You know, there's a lot of creativity that's been brought to the thinking behind building a strong workforce and just, you know, getting to know your team. And where I think a lot of companies maybe get caught up in just the logistical stuff and what's going to be profitable and just kind of hire HR for the rest, you know, but there's a lot of creative thinking actually in terms of building the business and the people who hold it up and, you know, are actually building it together. Yeah. And for us here, I mean, there's days where I'm the chief operating officers and there's other days where I'm the in-house therapist and people <laughs> yeah. are coming to me with personal problems, but it's a really, really beautiful 
workplace. Now, of course, you've mentioned your husband a couple of times, and he's the co-founder of Symbiotica. And I know that you've built several companies together. How do you inspire and on the flip side, annoy one another when it comes to business? And what does it mean to sort of be this power couple? What does it mean to you? Wow, a loaded question there. (laughs) So First, I feel incredibly grateful that I can work with my husband. It's not easy. Everyone always sees things and they just see the glamorous side of things. Well, we Mm -hmm. have our ups and we have our downs. So the upside to it is that we understand one another. We, Like I mentioned earlier, we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And I like to give him, or better yet, he works on the things that are his strengths and I work on the things that are my strengths. It's not like, oh, you suck at that. We we already mm-hmm. know that though, that's not his forte. So I wouldn't like designing the office, for example. I love him to death. And so this day after 23 years, I still put his clothes out for him. And it's not because he can't dress himself, but I have a little bit more of a fashion taste than he does. <laughs> so that's like the thing I do for him. So I didn't really, I would lead and come up with all the ideas in terms of what the office would look and feel like. And when there are times where maybe I was in doubt, I would go to him and ask him, what do you think? And then mm-hmm. he would tell me his perspective and it would add value. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go with that. You know, I'm going to go with this photo or I'm going to do this design. And I get it. You know, speaking to you just provided me with perspective. And so I think that we like to bounce ideas off one another. We have a lot of respect for each other. After 23 years, you would hope that you would have that. And we have great communication. And we actually drop off the kids every morning to school. They're currently not in school, but when they are in school, we take them to school in the mornings and then we go to the gym together and then we come to work together and then we leave work and go pick up the kids. So we have like a really good flow and routine, Mm -hmm. but what makes it really great is just that we we have patience with each other and we know that we're both incredibly inspired. We have the same goals in life in terms of helping others. And we're both very, very resilient because we're, we come from immigrant families. So we're very driven. And I always say there's, my husband has this, this, this funny line. He says that he, he doesn't take L's. He only hands them out. And that's like losses and he doesn't never, he never loses. And we're both very competitive in that, in that sense. So having a company together, we are not afraid of failing. We actually embrace it. And because we both kind of have that fire in us, that's what makes us a really good partner. Yeah. I think that's very powerful to hear for a lot of people who might be listening is that you don't actually have to be good at everything. You know, I think what's more important is that you just acknowledge, it sounds like, what you're good at and what you're not. And as long as you have people around you who are good at those things that you're not good at, is like, that's okay. Let it go. You don't have to, you know, it's like if you're never going to be good at, you know, the admin stuff, the numbers, organizing meetings and stuff, it's like, okay, well, where are you good and get you working on that? And I think that whether it's working with a partner or, who's working under you or whatever. It's just such a great reminder not to be too hard on yourself. You mentioned dropping the kids off school. Is it ever challenging just to juggle being being a mom, a wife, a COO? Any tips on that? Yeah, tips. One day at a time. There's often times where I, someone will ask me to do something a month out and I'm like, I, I'll put it on my calendar, but I can't fully commit just because I have to take my life one day at a time. Like, Currently, my kids are in summer, so I've got uh, like a very strict regimen 
like boot camp for them. Like they wake up, they've got tutoring, they've got piano, they've got tennis. So just keeping up with their summer schedule is Mm -hmm. very hectic. So I would say don't shoot for perfection. Just take it one day at a time and don't forget to be good to yourself in the process. In other words, it is very easy to just say, I'm going to skip the gym today Mm -hmm. because I have a lot going on. But if that makes you feel good and it's important for you and it's what keeps you balanced, then make it a priority to to do those things for yourself. So for me, I love meditating. I love going to the gym. I love having my glass of wine at night. And I, no matter how hectic or how good or how bad my day is, I'm not going to cut those things out of my life because that's what makes me feel good. That's what helps Mm -hmm. me reset. That's what helps me be a great mother the next day or a great wife or a great coworker, a great leader at the business. Now, do you wake up at 5 a.m.? I hear a lot of CEOs and COOs who are part of the 5 a.m. club. So I'm, I'm taking a running poll. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I can't say 5 a.m., but mornings where I wake up at 5.45. Okay. Some days I'm a little more tired and my Mm -hmm. body's sore from my workouts. I'll wake up at six. Okay. So I can't necessarily say I'm exactly a 5 a.m. girl, but I am a morning girl. Okay. And I like it for me. I like it because the house is quiet. So I get to do the things that I want to do in that time before the chaos begins. Yeah. (laughs) And I know that you mentioned your daughters and that you're driven and your, you know, your husband is very driven as well, very ambitious. So what lesson do you hope to hand down to your daughters once they're ready to embark on their own path? For me, I want to teach my daughters to be really, really strong in life and be independent. And I also want to teach them that it's okay to fail you've got to just fail forward. And symbiotic, as you mentioned, all of our success, business owners and operators rarely talk about their failure. And success isn't linear. You have so many ups and downs. We've failed so many times before we got to that 250 mark or the $40 million mark. And so I want my daughters to believe in themselves. I want them to know that they have an immense amount of support around them, not just from my husband and I, but from our family and to just be authentic and passionate about what they do in their life and in the pursuit and passion and journey that they decide to take. I think as women, especially for me, and like we go back to our culture, we women have always been like, you either have to just be a homemaker, or if you're a homemaker, you can't be a career woman. And if you're a career woman, you can't be a good wife. And I want my daughters, I want to be the living proof for my daughters to know that as a woman, you can be anything and everything that you decide that you want to be. Okay, well, we're going to play a fun little round of rapid fire, but this is a boss edition. We've never done this before. But first, I just want to ask you, is there anything next and new for Symbiotica that we should know? Any sneak peeks coming down the pike? Yes. So part of our live with intention, we want to be in people's lives in a much larger way. So today we fulfill the gaps in your modern diet through our supplements. In the future, what you can expect to come from Symbiotica is we are just a few months away from launching a home care line. So Mm -hmm. we will be in your home, providing you with the essentials in terms of keeping your home clean from, well, I guess maybe I shouldn't spoil it, but (laughs) so home care. And then we have other verticals that we're working on as well in terms of personal care and a pet care line and a children's line. So The way we want to show up in your home, and that's why I say we're a lifestyle brand versus a supplement brand, is Mm -hmm. when you you think of tech today, you've got Apple and Apple connects in your life in every way. 
Mm-hmm. From your monitor to your phone to your AirPods, you know, to your speakers. But we want to connect in your home in a greater way where it's beyond just the supplements. And so this is something we've been working on over the years and we're we're ready. We're ready to show up in a big okay. way. Exciting. We'll stay tuned for that. You heard it here. I love that. So we're going to move on now to the rapid fire. So just let us know what the first thing is that comes to your mind, Durana. So here we go. So one thing that would make you put a cover letter on the shortlist pile. Hmm. Competitive landscape. Okay. One thing that would be an immediate no in an interview. I want to work from home. Something everyone needs to know when it comes to networking. It's critical in your career. Hey, small talk, a do or a don't in the workplace. Don't date someone you work with. Okay. Okay. I Uh, love outside the office. Yeah. (laughs) What is the mark of the most influential people that you interact with? Passion and resilience. One daily or weekly practice that's been essential to your personal success. Meditation. What's a box that you would still like to check before retiring one day? Leaving a legacy behind. Okay. And our last question for you, if there was a slogan on your work mug, what would it say? Live with intention. (laughs) I love that. I love it. I love it too. It just reminds us every day to kind of reset and do things, you know, with purpose. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you today, Gerana. And, you know, I'm going to be here with my pouches thinking of you every time I take one and also getting my vitamin D, all of the things, Symbiotica. Thank you for giving me this platform to be able to share my story and the story of Symbiotica and what has helped us you know, be successful up to this point. And it's, uh, it's your support and I love supporting women. And so just being on a woman podcast for me is, is very important. I love it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.